You're listening to the Wad Dogs Podcast. I'm Rob. And I'm Val. Uh, so here we are into week eight. Uh, are, you, uh, are, you, are you pleased with our week seven performance? Very pleased, especially coming off of our disastrous week six. Yeah, week six was not great. Uh, we went one and four across the board, uh, but we bounced back very nicely. Week seven, we went five and zero oh at Westgate and the Snoqualmie Casino here in Washington. We went four and one at Circa. Uh, the one that we split on, I, I wanted the Falcons, which is what we took at Westgate and Snoqualmie, uh, and you wanted uh, the Rams. Yep, I was doing the chalky public bet with going with the Rams. Yeah, and of course the Steelers went outright, so we went, but still 4-1. and one. You can't shake a stick at 4-1. and 4-1 one. and one was uh, still a very good performance. Uh, so we made up some ground in Circa. I don't remember exactly. I think we're tied for like a hundred and something, hundred and first or hundred and twenty first. We were down to like four hundred and something, and we've uh, we're like three points out of the lead. Uh, if you look at the standings for Westgate, we're tied for third in the Westgate. Uh, you just look up there; it says Wadog. Uh, we're two points out of the lead. The leaders right now has got twenty six and a half points um, all by himself. There's two two or three people in front of us that have twenty five and a half points. And we're tied for third with four other people that have 24 and a half points. Mm. Uh, so that is really exciting to see our name on the top of the first page, which is really <laughs> incredible. At Snoqualmie, we're in first place. Uh, we're in first place by two points. So we went 5-0, and oh, So, um, which I think is a huge advantage if you're doing well. Uh, Snoqualmie Casino, the Beat the Point Spread Pigskin Challenge. Wow, you said that really easy. That's such a mouth word. Well, we've been saying it, you know, this is, twister the, for me. this is like the eight week in a row we've been saying it. Uh, they got to work on that name. Uh, I, I beat, the, beat the point spread. I think it's fine, but, um, or just pigskin challenge, but the whole thing makes it to <laughs> be sort of long. Pigskin but I mean, how many, how many uh, casinos and stuff have a pigskin challenge, right? They all have something like that, which is just sort of a weird name. Uh, anyways, we're, uh, so they, they for, the, for that, every other contest, it's one point a win, half a point a push. Uh, the uh, Beat the Point Spread Pigskin Challenge, I said it again, uh, that one is two points a win and one point a push. Uh, so you, we went 5-0. and oh, we, got, we, got, we went from uh, 44 points to 54 points. Uh, and the next guy behind us, um, he has 52 points. So he had four in one week. We had or a, she. Or I think or it's, they. It's, a, it's called, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They had a, they had a four and one week. Uh, we had a four, uh, five and a oh week. Uh, and we're the only two in the fifties. Everyone else is in the forties. So we definitely have a, a little room there. And now this and is, I'd we- love to know some of the people that we're um, competing with. Cause I think their name is like, I think it's a group of people, actually, the partnership. Yeah, or partnership. I'm sure so. it's a group of guys or yeah. something, you know, whatever. But, uh, so it's week- when we did sign up, I remember the, um, the people at the sports book of casino, um, the Snoqualmie casino was like, you're the first girl. Yeah. 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 They wanted you to do your own because yeah. you were officially the first woman that had signed up. So, so we'll see. You know, you're, uh, you're, you're part of the wise guy crowd. Uh, uh, we have to change the name from wise guy to wise people or something, you know, wise, wise human, wise person, uh, uh, wise woman. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, so, uh, so we're doing well in that one's week eight. So there's a nine. So West Westgate has a nine week contest, uh, Snoqualmie, their first half ends at week nine. So there's a nine week contest at a first half contest, uh, and then a three week contest for Westgate. So there's three contests that are coming up at the end of next week. And I was looking at the prize pool. Uh, so right now for Snoqualmie, we win week nine, we win like 3,700 bucks, which is pretty nice. 
if we win, let's say hypothetically first place for Snoqualmie, or excuse me, for Westgate, the nine week and the and the uh, three week, um, we could w- best we could do is a hundred thousand dollars, seventy five for the nine, twenty five for the three. The worst we could do, we got fifth and third, we would do uh, five and five. We win ten thousand. Uh, so between the you know between the three contests or two contests with three, uh, you know, short, you know, a mini contest within there, we get anywhere from $103,750 all the way down to $13,750. So we have a chance to, you know, win all our money back from what we entered the contest with plus a little bit more. So um, it uh, let's hopefully we don't have another epic collapse like we did on week six. Yep. So we've got two weeks to hold this all together. So before we show our hand, let's, you know, this put our nose to the grindstone and get through this next two weeks. Yeah. Now I do think week six was just a, you know, we felt, we felt uneasy about our I picks felt that terrible week. about all of them. Yeah. We, we, I don't know if we got a little tunnel vision or what it was, but we, we, we or maybe did, the yips because we knew that we were coming up to some prize money. Yeah, maybe so it was like a little, uh, you know, subconscious, yeah, it was like a time. little subconscious self-sabotage or something. Cause we didn't feel good about any of the bets that week. We were just not uh, confident at all. Uh, last week or this last week, I felt really good about them. The last time we went five and zero at Snoqualmie, which we went five and zero there. No, we didn't go five and zero. We went four. We got, uh, we got, uh, four wins and a push. So we actually got four and a half, uh, you know, we went four and a half out of five. Uh, so that's technically um, eight and a half points uh, as out of 10 um, this lack we last week. So we, we, we got one five and oh, and one, you know, uh, four, four, zero and, and a push. Uh, you know, so that's, you know, that's pretty darn good. So hopefully we don't have a pattern here today. We have one good week and a bad week, a good week and a bad week. Hopefully now we can, because up until week six, we were doing really well. We didn't have a losing week up until week six. Uh, so now we got to, you know, keep it going and uh, always the goal for each week. Uh, and this is from Simon Hunter on the favorites podcast. He says the best, what you're trying to do is go, you know, three, uh, three and two or better every week. As long as you do that, you have a pretty much a 66% win percentage, uh, you know, and you can always build upon that where you get a, a random four and one or a random five and oh here and there. And you're always going to be, you know, potentially uh, in the money at that point. So, uh, do you want to recap last uh, our games last week? Or we just really. dive, dive I think into... we should jump right in. But just but one 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 very quick recap. We did um, survive the survivor. We took Seahawks. They covered. Well, they also um, they we wanted them to win. We just needed them to win. They also covered for us too. But um, so we're in Survivor this week. We're thinking about because we have used up a lot of teams already. Is we're thinking about the Chargers, right? Yeah, I think uh, I think that's going to be the popular one for everybody this week. Is the Chargers? I think there's a few choices this week depending on what people have already selected. The the Ram, uh, the the Lions, the uh, the Chiefs, the Bills. You know, there's a few, um, but I think the Chargers is going to be one that a lot of people gravitate towards. Last week, uh, uh, on Sur- uh, Circus Survivor, Seahawks were the were the most popular. I think uh, you know sixty percent of the field, but now we're down uh, because uh, who got who got beat last week? The uh, Bills. Uh, the Bills got beat. The Rams. Uh, um, yeah, the Rams. Uh, San Francisco. Yeah, I don't think there's too many on San Francisco, but anyway, if like yeah. five hundred and five people got knocked out again, so now we're down to like t- uh, under thirteen hundred, like twelve hundred and some people that are left. Uh, now, what I heard this time last year, going into week eight, there's only one hundred and twenty-five people left. Wild. Uh, so there's quite a bit more this year. Now they did expand the field to, uh, you know, you can have ten entries per person. Uh, I think oh. last year it was only 
four or five. Uh, one guy I know for sure, because they talked about it. Remember that uh, we were looking at the results and there was a guy that went, uh, he's pushed, he shoved all 10 entries on the Buccaneers <laughs> last week and lost. Uh, and was that... Yeah, that yeah, that was the survivor. I remember saying like, "Oh my gosh, all of yeah, all." He of put them all ten gone. entries on the Buccaneers, and and they, and they got beat outright. Yeah, the Bucks were were another one that was a big one too. Yeah. So but, up until last week, I heard there was ten people that had still ten full entries. So that's now one less ten full entries. So he's completely out of it. That's a uh, that's a really bad way to burn you know burn ten thousand uh, dollars. Well, you know, and we went you know we went the easy peasy way and took the Seahawks this time this week. I do think the Chargers. It's granted it's a primetime Sunday game and anything can happen in prime time. And the Bears played amazing last week compared, you know, to the Raiders yeah, with so that new quarterback. You, why don't you list off at least what we uh, what we went 5-0 and on last week? Okay, you sure? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Just, just go run I through them real fast because that's, I, uh, I think back. that, you know, because we went 5-0, and that's pretty special. It doesn't happen that often. And we went 5-0 and on okay. two contests. So let me pull up my other sheet on that from You should have had that prepared. Week my notebook here so last week was week six so at the westgate we took atl plus 2.5 chicago at a plus three baltimore at a minus three philadelphia at a minus 2.5 and seattle at a minus eight we went five and oh at the westgate at the circa this one's all on me we didn't we did four and one because we took or i made you take the rams i really liked the Rams. Yeah, that was the two uh, it was the, Fal- was the it came down bet. to the falcons and the rams so mm-hmm. i put the falcons on the Westgate, and we put the I rams know. on circa so i put yeah so i picked the rams that one didn't cover but we also then we took the same the chicago bears at a plus three um, baltimore at a minus three philadelphia at a minus two and seattle at a minus seven and a half there was a little bit of difference between the Westgate and the circa lines on that and then at the snoqualmie casino here in washington state where it's our kind of our closest casino to where we live. We took ATL at a plus two and a half, Chicago at a plus three, Baltimore at a minus two and a half, which we really liked that one at Snoqualmie because we got that extra half a point at a minus two and a half. Um, we took Philadelphia at a minus two and a half and Seattle at a minus eight and a half, and we went five and zero. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm very happy with that. And even honestly, even the four and one, I mean, yeah, we're, uh, we're not going to complain too much about going four and one. Although, although... Uh, we would have taken the Falcons. We would have went 5-0 across the board. I know. I just felt so unsure that Falcons bet, even though it did well, come now, down to the now, wire. I will say it was a very Ooh, ugly cover. That, it, it was that a really ugly cover. field goal uh, fella that did the field goal, what's his name, you? Yo, yo who Ko. Oh, yeah. Young, yo young, ho. young who Ko. He was... He, he, he kicked that field goal and he was, he, he won the game for them. So that was pretty awesome. And like I said, the bears was super fun to watch with that um, backup quarterback. He did really good. He surprisingly looked, he did not look like a, your typical uh, deer in headlights, terrified, uh, running for their lives kind of rookie quarterback. He looked, uh, he looks surprisingly, um, you know, capable now, but he's not really a rookie. He's from division two. Uh, well, you know, college. He is a oh, rookie. College. He, he, oh, so he is he, a rookie. Oh, I thought he played. Oh, I thought maybe he played in a different league or something. There is. I mean, there's, well, the, there's the XFL, the, X- the USFL. The XFL is cool. Yeah, yeah, no, no. He's a he's a he's a legit rookie. Now, uh, as we said last week, though, he did take uh, he did take 
or he did win the Division Two equivalent. I don't even know what the name of the award is, but the equivalent of the Heisman for Division Two. Um, he won that. He set some NCAA uh, touchdown records. Uh, I mean, the, the the kid definitely has some talent, and you could sort of just see like he had some poise and some confidence running the ball. And uh, you know, I don't know. I you know. Uh, it makes me a little nervous because the Bears looked halfway. I mean, the Bears it was bet, the Raiders. The Bears bet was an ugly bet on paper, but watching that game, it was a really entertaining football game. And well, partially because the Bears were ahead the entire time, <laughs> I know. Uh, and, and we had taken know, the Bears, and we so taken the Bears, it was so a fun game. You know, it was like really fun to watch. <laughs> uh, but now, uh, rookie quarterback going on the road, uh, I just think it's a good spot, you know, to take you know uh, the Chargers uh, uh, for Survivor. We're contemplating, at least we'll get into that in a second, but we're contemplating taking the Chargers for the Westgate. Uh, the one thing that we didn't really anticipate when we got into this process is that all three casinos, right, Circa, Westgate, and Snoqualmie, they all have different lines. I mean, the lines are, this week I think there's going to be, we haven't got Circa lines. We're doing this on Thursday morning. We already got Snoqualmie's. Theirs comes out literally Tuesday morning, which is actually Monday, they, their lines come out. Uh, and they don't change them, right? So as the lines shift over the course of the week, um, they don't change their lines, which is sort of good and bad. Uh, we're going to talk about one of the numbers that we're going to take specifically because the number hasn't moved um, from the original uh, look-ahead line. Uh, Westgate is there's quite a bit of discrepancy most of the time it's usually like a half a point a point uh, you know not much more than that Uh, but we haven't gotten circus yet circus should come out probably by 10 o'clock on Thursday we haven't gotten the email for those those lines yet so that might be even more uh, more question you know of uh, what 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 games we pick at which casino based on the best number Okay, you know, uh, and for those of you that are, you know, that are kind of new to sports betting or you've are been sports betting a long time, uh, you're not really betting on teams, you're betting on numbers, right? Like, you know, that's uh, that's why we're we're not picking the same games every time. We're figuring out which ones we what numbers we like the best and kind of aligning ourselves with those. So, uh, why don't we uh, get started? So, we have an NFL game tonight. Uh, we'll uh, uh, we do have a little bit of a side bet on this one, not part of the contest, um, but we do have a side bet on this. So uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Buffalo Bills. The Bills are at home at a minus uh, eight and a half. And we both know Thursday night primetime games, all sorts of interesting things can happen. So we're going. So we're definitely like we'd always always said we're going to stay away from Thursday games just because of upsets. But I do think taking the points on Tampa Bay, even though Buffalo, you know. Didn't look good last week losing to New England, so they probably could win and probably will win, but I do think taking the points on Tampa Bay might be kind of the, as you call it, the the wise wise guy move. The wise people, yeah. Now, looking at Circa, um, Circa's number is all the way up to a minus 10 for Buffalo, so the minus 8.5 is what we have at the Westgate mm-hmm. for the contest, but the actual number is a 10. Uh, so even at eight and a half, that's actually a little value to take the, you know, the Buccaneers, uh, or excuse me, to take the bills, uh, in the contest. Uh, but oh, I you mean for the survivor, uh, no, 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 just, uh, as a, as a bet. Uh, oh, just, okay. I'm just take saying, because the, num- the number, the number is up to a 10, meaning yeah. that there's no value. We got it at a, for the contest, we got it at an eight, eight and, and a half. half. So there's a little bit of value to actually, you know, instead of winning by 11, they only have to win by nine. I thought you, I thought you liked Tampa Bay. Oh, I do. I do. I'm just saying there's a discrepancy in the numbers. Because at first I was like, oh, Buffalo's going to come back after that, you know, that horrible loss to New England last week, which was super fun to watch too, because yeah. that was so cool. But <laughs> So I thought, oh, you know, they're going to come back. And you said, no, no, Tampa Bay all the way on those points as a, you know, as a dog on Thursday night. 
So, but now you're kind of leaning a little. No, 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 no. I'm just showing the. Dis- I'm just talking about the discrepancy oh, in the, the numbers. numbers. Yeah, yeah. So I wouldn't take bu- uh, Buffalo at a t- minus ten. Not and a, I had Buffalo chance. at a minus seven when I did the a little bit of our own handicapping. I got Buffalo at a minus seven and Tampa Bay at a plus at a plus seven. So getting them at a plus eight and a half or even a plus ten, I think. I think taking the points on Tampa Bay all the way. And yeah, now on the uh, Action Network app, um, oh, I we've uh, upgraded to the uh, the Action Pro or whatever it is, the you know the paid version of it, and it shows you the breakdown of the the bets, uh, the number of bets on uh, you know uh, on each team, and then of course where the majority of the money is going. If the breakdown on that one. Uh, 77% of the bets are on the bills. So it's a very much a public favorite. Uh, 71% of the money is on the bills. Uh, so it's kind of leaning all bills all the way. Uh, so in those situations, we like to go opposite of that. Not every time, but you know, a lot of times we like to go opposite. We like to follow the money, but as long as the public bets are lower. Yeah. So when the, we'll go into a little bit like about Miami, so we'll yeah, show yeah. that. So we don't put a lot of value into that necessarily, but it is part of our you know process. Uh, so Tampa Bay, just as a contrast, Tampa Bay has twenty three percent of the bets and then twenty nine percent of the money. So there's a little bit more money coming in on Tampa Bay than the percentage of bets. That's usually the wise guys kind of coming in there. Uh, now the number has been bet up. That could just be, you know, Buffalo is a very, a very popular public team. So that could just be a lot of public money. Uh, I don't think there's any value betting Buffalo at a minus 10. Uh, now you could say it's a bounce back spot. You know, they still have injury injuries on defense. Their offense has not been very good. And I think Tampa Bay's Baker Mayfield is Baker Mayfield. He's going to do what he's going to do. Uh, you know, I think he plays very well. Last week, he was a favorite. I think mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield, just as his nature, he's got a little chip on his shoulder. I think he does much better in an underdog role. And I think Buccaneers defense is actually pretty legit. Uh, you know, and Buffalo has been struggling on offense. So I just think the points is just a better side. And we didn't even get it at an eight and a half. I think we got it at a seven and a half when we bet on it. Oh, uh, yeah, for, yeah, for our, we bet for, on it for, earlier For in our week. side bet. Uh, but this one, uh, it's a Thursday. Unfortunately, yeah, we got it at a plus seven and a half. We probably should have waited. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, uh, uh, we were just there. So we were just at the casino at the time. So it's nice to have a little bit of Thursday night action. But we're not going to put this one in the contest uh, at all. Uh, next game is the LA Rams at the uh, Dallas Cowboys. Uh, at the contest number we have, the Cowboys at are a minus six and a half. And that's what I came up with when I did the handicapping numbers is I got Dallas at a minus six, minus six and a half. So I could see, you know, Dallas coming in and easily winning by a touchdown. But at the same time, the Rams did, they probably shouldn't have lost last week with the Rams. There was like a little, at the end of the game with that Steelers, there was a weird position call and it it really was kind of a, it did look like the Steelers were kind of holding that game, but I kind of think at towards the end, the, it was sort of a coin toss. So you could see the Rams easily covering this or Dallas easily covering this. So this really, for me, I'm, I, I think it could go either way. Yeah, at first when I saw it, I was kind of leaning more Rams. And then, uh, you know, just through the process of the week, uh, I started kind of changing my opinion. So I'm leaning a little bit more towards Dallas. Uh, so, uh, you know, uh, minus six and a half. I don't think this, is, this one will be in our contest, uh, but I do sort of lean the Dallas side for sure. I think I do too, just yeah. a little bit more towards Dallas. Uh, Minnesota, uh, we took Minnesota on Monday night. Oh, that uh, was so fun. Yeah, we took the points with Minnesota. We contemplated really uh, actually taking a gamble and taking the money line. Yeah, but you said uh, no. <laughs> uh, you know, and we sort of chickened out. We, I think we got it at a six and a half, yeah. which turned out to be a really nice bet. Uh, Minnesota played really well. So Minnesota, uh, the next game uh, on the board, 
board, Minnesota at Green Bay uh, at the Westgate uh, for the contest. Green Bay as a pick em. Uh And uh, let me see what the uh, circuit is. Uh, the live number is Green Bay is a almost a pick em too. It's a plus half a point. I don't see, you don't see that very often for, uh, for Green Bay. For, it's a plus half a point. Yeah. Uh, so we, uh, so yeah, so yeah, plus, uh, I don't think I've ever seen that as a real line before plus half a point. I'll imagine by game time, that'll be a pick them probably by game time. I'm sure it will be. I came up with Green Bay at a minus point half point and a half. So minus 0.5. So, um, and I do think, you know, after that great win with Minnesota, they were at home. This is a divisional game. They're in Green Bay. Green Bay has not played great, but granted, you know, they were on the road at you know at Denver. They were on the road at Las Vegas when they had those two losses. So I think I, I'm kind of leaning more towards Green Bay. Yeah, yeah. I you know I I'm a I'm from Wisconsin, right? So I'm a uh, you know I never used to be a Packer fan. When I was actually growing up, I used to be a Bears fan because uh, I used to I liked the '85 Bears. And back in the '80s, when I was a little kid, uh, you know, just getting into football, uh, the Packers were awful. Um, they the dark, were just the dark years. Yeah, the dark years. <laughs> yeah, you yeah you have uh, a friend that is uh, you know uh, is a uh, lives in Las Vegas, but is a Packer fan, and uh, she remembers you know before Brett Favre, there were some dark years there where. Uh, Lynn Dickey and some of these people that are, you know, just, uh, you know, uh, uh, there's another guy. I can't remember what his name was now. And there is a series of some, you know, some some uh, popular quarterbacks, but not very good quarterbacks. Uh, and then Brett Favre came along and sort of changed everything. So we, you know, we're definitely leaning Packers on that one. But I don't really trust the Packers too much necessarily. Um, but I think it's the better side. Uh, and uh, Minnesota coming off a really good game. Kirk Cousins looked great on primetime, kind of break, shaking off that primetime curse a little bit, right? Because he's always played so poorly. Um, but now, uh, uh, you know, this is a, a low spot for Green Bay because they got beat by the Broncos. But I think it's a, a low spot for Green Bay, a high spot for Minnesota. Uh, we're leaning Green Bay for sure. Uh, it might be in our Westgate contest, possibly. Uh, next game, Atlanta Falcons at the Tennessee Titans. Tennessee Titans at the Westgate contest. The line is a plus two and a half. Uh, uh, at first, we both liked Tennessee. Oh, yeah. My numbers lean toward Tennessee easily. But then you told me that they were thinking about trading Derrick Henry. And there was some... Well, they just traded their number one safety, Kevin Baird, to the Eagles. Uh, and Tannehill's hurt. He might get traded. Derrick Henry's uh, last year of his contract. He might get traded kind of like a fire sale so they can uh, build up some draft capital for you know the 2024 draft. Uh, one of the landing spots I saw in NFL, uh, the NFL app is that he might, uh, which is actually a fairly good move, is that Derrick Henry could end up in the Buccaneers. That would be cool. Yeah, because Buccaneers have no running game whatsoever. Uh, put Derrick Henry back there, and I think they could actually... Um, really, imp uh, that's the one component of their game. It take all the pressure off of Baker Mayfield. Uh, I think that would make, um, and they have already have a pretty good defense. I think that could be a pretty good move. So initially, I like Tennessee. And Tennessee always at a home dog is a uh, is a uh, is a is a pretty good play. I think the rookie Will Levis is going to start, uh, whether he finishes or not. Uh, the other quarterback they have Malik. Uh, Willis or something uh, uh, he might you know they even talked about playing two quarterbacks both of those guys uh, just because Tannehill's hurt um, I we 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 great uh, uh, thankfully covered against Atlanta last week I don't feel like playing Atlanta two weeks in a row I know there's some wise guy action on Atlanta but uh, I think we're going to end up staying away from this one just from the Tennessee uncertainty. Normally, though, if it was their full roster and they weren't going to trade everybody, or at least potentially, so the trade deadline is actually Sunday. I uh, thought it was on Tuesday, the 31st. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Whatever the thirty first yeah, is. T- yeah, Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so um, I'm just makes me a little nervous that they're you know, and they're starting a, a, a rookie quarterback first start uh, against a, a fairly a, a fairly good Atlanta Falcon defense. Uh, I don't like that matchup at all. Uh, next game is the New Orleans Saints uh, against the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, we have, have unfortunately won and lost a couple times this year with the Saints. Uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not too uh, happy with their performance as of late. Uh, you know, um, Indianapolis. I just heard a stat this morning. Indianapolis has a a, a kind of a very underrated offense. Uh, at the Westgate, we have the Indianapolis at a pick'em. Uh, do you have a read on that one? Um, you know, after that bad beat. Last week for the Colts, um, I could see them winning this week. I, my numbers actually hedge and lean towards New Orleans, but that's just the mouth, the foundational math that my gut says, I don't want to, just because the math points to New Orleans, I think there's too many other factors that point towards Indianapolis that I would probably just stay away from this one. Yeah. Yeah, I you know Indianapolis. I'm impressed. They scored 38 points with a rook with a backup quarterback against one of the best defenses in the league in the in the Cleveland Browns last week. That's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for them, for a rookie head coach with a backup quarterback to score 38 points against you know some would say is probably you know the number one. I think they are the number one rated defense. Um, that's a that's a pretty impressive. Even though they lost the game, that's still pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm uh, I'm sort of leaning. Uh, uh, towards Indianapolis on that one. I don't like it enough to put it in our contest because um, this, you know, I, I know exactly what happened. We take Indianapolis despite the Saints and the Saints would end up winning that game. All right. So I think we're going to end up passing. Uh, next game is New England at Miami at the Westgate. Miami is a minus nine. Uh, the, that is the contest number. Let's see what the, uh, and the circuit number, the live circuit number actually is also a minus nine. So those two match up pretty well. Yeah, at Snoqualmie, it's a minus 10, so that doesn't sound great. I know it seems like just one point, but I, I kind of like them at a minus 9. The um, You know, I have them actually at a more of a minus 11, so I find that there is some value with Miami. You know, New England had that great win over the Bills. They were at home last week. They I really think maybe fading New England as they come into Miami. Miami didn't, you know, did didn't look great with their game too. So they, they need a win. So I could easily see Miami, Miami covering this by over, over 10, but I would easily take it by nine. And I had mentioned earlier, I don't look at too much with, you know, the public versus the money, but I do, we do take it as in as a small factor when we're deciding what we're going to choose. And this is interesting. Why don't you show on your, your app, your action network app about the, where the money is and where the, you know, the bets are. Yeah, right. So uh, the bets, uh, 70% of the bets are on New England. So again, they are a public, pu- dog. A public dog. And I heard, uh, again, from Simon Hunter, his sort of rule, uh, you know, he's got it. If you haven't heard his podcast, it's actually a very good podcast uh, called The Favorites. Uh, I've been listening to that one for a few years and learned a lot from that guy. He's a pretty young guy, too. He's only in his you know early 30s, but he's a he's a very sharp very sharp cat. Uh, no pun intended. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, he says that sharp, uh, sharp, or excuse me, he says that uh, public dogs always lose. Uh, so right now, the bet, 70% of the bets are coming in on, on New England. They have one good win against the Bills. Uh, now, granted, uh, the Miami playing the Eagles last week was not a divisional game. This is a divisional game. So they both sort of need to win this game. Uh, Miami wants to win to keep pace with, uh, you know, stay ahead of Buffalo. Uh, and uh, New England needs 
needs to win just to stay relevant, right? So their season isn't already completely lost. So 70% of the, the, the bets are on New England. 30% of the bets are on Miami, which seems sort of weird. Uh, 51% of the money is on New England. 49% of the money is on the uh, Dolphins. So there is a 19% difference of the bets versus money on on Miami versus uh, so thirty percent of the uh, the bets are on Miami forty nine percent of the money is on Miami that's where the nineteen percent comes from and then for New England it's seventy percent of the bets and fifty one percent of the money so it's actually less money more bets that usually sort of indicates you know that there's public attention going there but I do know that some wise guys are betting the Patriots uh, you know because of the big point spread. Uh, I agree with you. I sort of lean Miami. I think it's a bounce back spot for Miami. I think it's a fade spot for New England. I don't think Mac Jones is going to be able to ride that you know nice win they had against Buffalo two weeks in a row. I think it's a I think it's a, a fade spot for for New England at least in my opinion. Anyways, uh, so next game uh, is the the New York Jets at the New York Giants. Uh, the Giants are a home dog at a plus two and a half. And, you know, I always like the home dogs, but I know you and I are a little bit divided on this. I actually am leaning more towards the Jets on this, but I know that you're leaning more towards the Giants. And the only reason I'm leaning towards the Jets is when I, you know, I, it's just really hard. It's just really hard to take the Giants. <laughs> so that's just difficult. And I did come up with a little bit more of about one and a half to two points of value for the Jets. Yeah, so uh, Circa has them has the Jets, uh, uh, the Giants at home at a plus three. Now this is not really any home field advantage because this is the weird part. They both play in the same stadium, right? So they're both <laughs> it's a it's a home game across the board. So there really is no home field advantage on this one, which is very odd. Uh, it'd be the same thing as if the uh, if the Rams were playing the Chargers, right? They both have the same field. Right? It's mm-hmm. very very strange, uh, you know. But uh, I you know I initially was leaning towards the home dog. I do like the Jets defense. I think that Jets defense and uh, Zach Wilson is playing quite mm-hmm. a bit better uh, than he did the first couple of weeks. Uh, I don't think there's as much discussion about him being so horrible as there was the first couple of weeks. Uh, so, you know, that's good for him that he's actually uh, stepping up to the challenge a little bit. And that defense is just ridiculous. All right. They just seem to make plays kind of like the Steelers defense. Uh, their defense always seems to help them out when they need so it. You are leaning towards the Jets. I thought uh, you were well, talking no, about the Giants this morning. Uh, no, I sort of like the, the Giants uh, just because of the number. And the uh, spot. And I do like Tyrod Taylor. I think Tyrod Taylor does not turn the ball over. He doesn't make a lot of mistakes. To be honest, I think he's a better quarterback than Daniel Jones is. And their offense has been playing better since Daniel Jones got hurt. Uh, You know, Saquon Barkley's back, uh, you know, um, but they won last week. They beat the commanders. So this is a, a, you know, could be a potential fade spot. So we're not going to put it in the contest. But if I, you know, I know you're one way and I'm sort of the other. So usually we just negate that. Except last week, I like the Falcons, you like the Rams and, you know. We end up, you know, splitting that one. I'm still a little bitter, but (laughs) sorry, uh, I won't hold it against you. Uh, I'm sure I've done that many times. Uh, uh, So, uh, Eileen Giants, you lean Jets. uh, Your numbers lean Jets, uh, and I can totally see both sides. I just don't like the Jets being favored by three. Um, I just don't think. I think this game should be closer to a pick'em necessarily. So, I would take the value with the Giants. Uh, uh, You know but we're going to pass for the contest. Next game is Jacksonville Jaguars at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers are at a home dog at a plus two and a half. And I feel like even this is a good week, even though they're at home to fade Pittsburgh after their win over the Rams, which even though they did win still watching that game, there looked like there was, you know, it could have gone either way. 
Yeah, uh, they got really lucky, right? Yes. T.J. Watt had a interception or fumble, whatever it was, in the beginning of the second half. Uh, again, the defense comes up big for them. Uh, Matt Stafford, uh, you know, uh, the, the Rams uh, uh, could have won the game. The Steelers got sort of lucky again. Uh, you know, um, I honestly, I've been really impressed the last few weeks with Jacksonville. They went to uh, they went to London, won two in a row, came back thinking they'd have a post-London drop-off. They didn't lose. Um, they actually beat the Colts pretty soundly, and then they won again last week against the Saints uh, on the road. Uh, you know, so I'm actually really impressed with Jacksonville these days. So um, I, you and I both are, even though it's been bet up a little bit, I think it came out at a one or a one and a half, and it's been up to a two and a half. Is long and we got it in the contest at a at a minus two and a half. Uh, the Westgate so, at, at both of them actually. No, no, I'm sorry, no, you're it's right. One you're and so- a half at Snoqualmie, which I like that a lot. I'd take Jacksonville at a minus one and a half, and then it's a two and a half at Westgate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I certainly like the one and a half. Um, but as long as it's uh, it, you know the number would stay under three, I would like it. Uh, you know, like it at the two and a half for sure. So I think we are leaning pretty heavy towards Jacksonville on on both contests. Uh, we'll see what the circuit number is when that one comes out. Uh, the next game, Philadelphia at Washington commanders, Washington's a home dog at a plus six and a half. And with the math that I did in the numbers, I don't see any necessarily value either way. A six and a half is pretty solid. Um, but I do think this is a good spot for the commanders I would actually lean towards the commanders. Yeah, yeah. Uh, again, divisional game, uh, you know, take the points, right? A home dog at a plus six and a half. I think there's some value there. Uh, they're both familiar. Je- uh, Washington always seems to play Philadelphia tight. The last time we bet on Philadelphia was when they played the commanders the first time yeah. and they didn't cover, uh, you know. So there will be no surprises in this one. They'll both be prepared. And I even saw a short clip uh, when the commanders lost last week to the Giants, which could have been sort of a look-ahead spot. They're playing the Giants and then the Eagles. The mm-hmm. Eagles is going to be the tougher uh, battle. And they're interviewing Jonathan Allen, and he looked, you know, pissed because they lost. And he says, we're just going to get ready for the Eagles, right? So he's, you know, a mad about losing, right? Um, but, you know, they're just going to move on and, and focus on the Eagles game. So uh, they'll be prepared, you know, a little bit mad because they lost uh, They lost to the Giants. Uh, I do know uh, I heard some uh, – uh, a comment about Sam Howell, their quarterback, that he's like the most sacked quarterback in the league. I think the Giants sacked him like six times last week because uh, he holds onto the ball too long. Uh, you know, so, you know, those offensive linemen can only block for so long. If you're holding on to the ball for three plus seconds, those uh, defensive linemen are just, you know, the Eagles have a crazy good defensive line. You hold on to the ball for too long, you're going to get sacked. Right. So he needs they need to focus on getting the ball out of his hand faster. Uh, you know, I think their defense is, is fine. I'm a little nervous about A.J. Brown. Right. A.J. Brown the last few weeks has been playing pretty well. He played very well against Miami. Uh, almost single handedly won that game. Uh, but I still, you know, no matter what, I still like the, the you know, getting that many points at home. I think that Washington's a pretty, a pretty good side there. So we're leaning uh, heavy that way. Just uh, to back up a little bit. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt, but you had mentioned earlier when we were talking that this is a little bit of a sandwich game so that, you know, Philadelphia didn't, you know, with last week, they could lose this week so they can win next week. Yeah, they're playing the Cowboys next week. Yeah, Yeah. so that's a, a big game. Yeah, totally. Um, So this is kind of like the easier of the two. They have to, you know, they're both back-to-back divisional games. Uh, That's actually a really good point. Uh, So they're kind of looking ahead a little bit, 
preparing for Dallas sort of, you know, cause that that's the game they have to win, right? Because that's going to be their competition for winning the division. Uh, you know, uh, so they have to beat Dallas to get the uh, upper leg on them. Uh, so yeah, you're right. Uh, and that's, uh, I think that's the, uh, that sandwich spot. Um, that is, uh, so you play a tough game against Miami, you play a weaker team in Washington, play a tougher team in Dallas, Washington becomes the sandwich spot. Uh, and that's always a potential letdown in college as well. I mean, it's, you know, it, you know, it works both ways. So yeah, that's a really good point. Another reason why we're leaning towards Washington in this one. Uh, so yeah, uh, next game is the Houston Texans on the road at the Carolina Panthers. Carolina Panthers are a plus three at home. And I'm definitely leaning, or I was definitely leaning towards that Houston. I know they're an away, you know, away favorite, but and but now I kind of changed my mind. <laughs> I'm kind of feeling like it seems a little trappy. But and then you, but you know, it is Carolina Panthers. Um, you had mentioned something we had been talking about this morning when we were um, kind of debating this a little bit that the Panthers coach isn't going to be calling the offensive. Um, you know, isn't going to be doing the, I think he's going to let the offensive coordinator actually call some of those plays because I think the coach was calling the plays. So now they're going to switch it up. So that could be potentially in Carolina's best interest. They haven't won a game. They are at home. I really do like Houston. I don't know. It just, I kind of go back and forth on this one. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm leaning. I I, I, I like the points with Carolina, uh, another home dog at a plus three. Uh, and yeah, Frank Reich is giving up play calling duties. He's done a terrible job. Uh, hasn't really helped Bryce Young at all. Bryce Young, has, Bryce Young of the rookie quarterbacks has not looked very good. I think he's looked the worst of them all. Uh, TJ Stroud, uh, CJ Stroud for the Texans has looked amazing. He still hasn't thrown an interception yet. Uh, you know, but... Um, you know, the more I think about this game, I know there's, you know, wise guys, I think, are leaning towards Carolina. Um, but, um, you know, I don't, um, uh, I'm not really sure about that one. You know, uh, a, a rookie a rookie quarterback on the road uh, laying three points. Um, that's just, uh, you know, uh, is Houston really that good? I don't, I don't really know if they are or not. So it makes me a little nervous. Um, but uh, nonetheless, uh, Houston, I think, is very much... Uh, uh, outpaced the market. They've uh, they've uh, they've done better than anyone have expected them to do at this point. Everyone thought that them and the Arizona Cardinals and the Colts were going to be the worst teams in the league, uh, and that sure by you know by this point in the season, pretty much the halfway point has not really panned out. They're definitely not the worst team in the league. Uh, C.J. Stroud, I think honestly, if he keeps going the way he's going, um, he's on uh, you know he's uh, uh, on on track to win the offensive rookie of the year for sure. Uh, you know so. Um, I can, I can, I like the points with Carolina, but I like the offense for Houston. Uh, they definitely have some receivers, Nico Collins and Tank Dell, and uh, they definitely have some, uh, you know, some playmakers on the on the offensive side. So. Uh, I'm a little torn on that one. Uh, next game is the Cleveland Browns at the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, we have the Seahawks at the Westgate at a minus three and a half. Now, the interesting at Snoqualmie, uh, we have that one at a minus two and a half. So a very good number at Snoqualmie, kind of a terrible number at, uh, at the Westgate. Yeah, so we're contemplating taking Seattle at a minus two and a half over the Browns at the Snoqualmie Casino. That that seems pretty good, but I think we're going to stay away from the Westgate. Not sure what the Circa number is are, but I'm sure we're not going to get a minus two and a half for Seattle at the so Circa. As I'm looking at it right now, the live Circa number right now is a minus three and a half. Yeah. So, uh, you know, so uh, I don't like the three and a half, um, you know, against a good defense like that. The minus two and a half is very attractive. I think we might end up playing that one. Uh, 
Um, again, that's the best of the number. You know, the three and a half leans towards Cleveland. Uh, the two and a half, in my opinion, leads towards Seattle. Uh, and this line had been bet up. I think this opening line on this one was like a one or a one and a half. Uh, yeah, uh, the opening line was a two. Uh, so it's been bet up from a minus two to a minus three and a half. So uh, that's encouraging. We can get that number at a two and a half. It's Snoqualmie for Seattle. Then all they got to do is win by a field goal. The only thing I'm a little nervous about there, though, again, good defense. They played their ass off last week against the Colts. They won that game 39-38. Um, they didn't go into overtime, but they sort of almost like, you know, uh, they had to fight really hard and put everything into that game. So now this could be a complete letdown spot for them, even though they have a really good defense. The only thing that makes me nervous is that uh, look, watching Gino last week seemed like he was holding on to the ball a little too long and getting a lot of pressure. Uh, that's the thing that makes me nervous. Miles Garrett back there for the Browns and just going to make Gino run wild, you know, run for his life mm-hmm. a little bit. That makes me uh, nervous. Now, I am uh, impressed uh, almost each week. I'm getting more and more impressed with Seattle's defense. Um, they For a few last few years, since the Legion of Boom days when they won the Super Bowls, uh, their defense has been sort of mediocre. But I think that, you know, now they got Jamal Adams back. That uh, rookie, uh, Devin Witherspoon, uh, Tariq Woolen, uh, their secondary is, is kind of shaping up to be a really, really nice se- a secondary. Uh, and they got Bobby Wagner back uh, back from the Rams. So I think their defense is uh, better than it's been in a few years. So uh, definitely uh, considering that one on a minus two and a half, passing on that one at a minus three and a half. Uh, next game is the Kansas City Chiefs and the Denver Broncos. Uh, the Denver Broncos at the Westgate is a plus seven. Uh, at uh, Circa, it is also a plus seven. Uh, so what do you think about that one? And at Snoqualmie, it's a plus eight and a half for Denver. I I don't feel like taking Denver or KC on this one. This will be fun to watch. Um, Denver is going into a bye, and I know that a lot of teams seem to do a little bit better when they know they're going into a bye rather than coming off a bye. So Denver could pull this one out. I don't think they're going to win, but they could possibly cover. I mean, the over and under on this last time I looked was 46, so it's not super low. So there's going to be some points scored in here. You know, Denver's offense is starting to maybe pull it together. Well, I like the uh, the eight and a half, mm-hmm. the plus eight and a half. I sort of kind of look past that one. I didn't really notice it till right now. I think there's some value in the plus eight and a half. Uh, and I think the wise guys are sort of leaning towards Denver anyways. Uh, and the these two teams, they just played two weeks ago. Uh, the, so Denver played Green Bay last week, and they played Denver the week or uh, Kansas City the week mm-hmm. before. They lost by eleven. We took the Broncos. We sure uh, did. Not in a contest, but, but just yeah, just on a, on a side bet. Uh, we took the Broncos at a, a plus ten and a half, uh, and uh, you know they won by eleven. So we didn't cover that one. So uh, you know. Uh, now, last week, we made a kind of a last-minute shift. Last week, we were all over the Chargers at a plus five and a half, and we thought about that one for a second, you know, and we looked at the numbers again. Everybody was betting on the Chargers. Chargers, Chargers, Chargers. Uh, divisional game, take the points. Uh, and we're like, the last minute, you know, you know what? That one seems a little trappy. That seems too obvious to take the Chargers. Uh, that line just a little bit too high. And then at the last minute, we decided to pass on it. And I'm glad we did because the uh, Chiefs end up. That was taking the Bears. I honestly, you know, I think last week taking the Bears, ugly bet, right? Took a little bit of guts to take that bet. And passing on the Chargers was the two best things we did last week. I think those were really, um, really uh, sharp moves on our part. Uh, so, uh, I mean, I like the eight and a half sort of, um, but at the same time, I don't, 
I'm not confident enough in betting on the Buc- uh, on the Broncos at this point. Uh, so I think we'll probably end up passing on that one. But the eight and a half at Snoqualmie is sort of intriguing nonetheless. Uh, next game is Chicago at uh, the Chargers. Uh, this one, as we mentioned, or did we mention this one? Uh, Chicago at LA Chargers. Uh, this one's going to be our probably most likely going to be our survivor pick for the week. Uh, the Chargers are at home at SoFi Stadium uh, at a eight uh, minus eight and a half. Yeah, we kind of had mentioned earlier that we could fade Chicago after their great win over um, the Raiders last week, and then you know the Chargers they need to win. Like they just need. They've come close, but they just need to win. So I could see them definitely winning. I don't know about taking them on, you know, taking the Chargers with all those points on a, on one of the contests, but definitely the survivor. And yeah. also because some of the other, you know, we've been going way hard chalk with the survivor, but hey, we're still here compared to a lot of people that got, you know, got didn't, are not in the game with us. So I do feel like, um, but I do feel really good about the Chargers. Next week's going to be a little tough, and we'll talk about that next week. But um, but yeah. this week, Chargers. If the, we if we get through with the Chargers, right? The next few Survivor <laughs> weeks are going to be uh, a slim pickings. But we got to survive and, this one first yeah, before we get there. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be you know this is where you know we've talked about this on a couple of the episodes. Some of this game theory, uh, making all these clever picks. I don't know if that's. I don't know how much I like that strategy too much, uh, because I mean you know there is ninety two hundred and sixty seven people that started the contest. There's less than thirty. 1500 right now. Uh, so by week eight, uh, you know, 7,000 and some change are, have been knocked out of the contest. Almost 8,000 have been knocked out of the contest. Uh, getting too clever with some of those picks, I don't understand that strategy too much. So uh, I, I like our strategy, our first time in Survivor. We're just going to try to survive for as long as we can. Uh, granted, we have used a lot of chalk up, and pretty much every week we take the biggest chalk on the board, uh, but we're still here, right? So now it's going to get a little slim the next few weeks. But we did map out um, pretty much every week, and there is, as minus some major upsets, there is a path that we can carve out till uh, you know week uh, week eighteen. So uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, the uh, so we're sort of leaning Chargers, but definitely that's going to be a survivor pick this week. Uh, you know, rookie quarterback, as I mentioned for the Bears, uh, I think it's a good time to fade him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not gonna he's not gonna have. Uh, I yeah, can't imagine week. Him, they'll yeah. fade him this week after yeah. that great win. Yeah, can't imagine he's going to have two in a row. Uh, next game is the Baltimore Ravens at the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Cardinals are at home at a plus eight and a half. I'm not looking at this to put it on the contest because I'm not entirely sure, but I do feel like Arizona could easily cover. I think they could cover. Baltimore played a really awesome game against Detroit last week. Man, that was so fun to watch. Like that was one of our, you know, one of our um, picks on there. Even though. There were more the chalk, but Detroit was a a complete public favorite, but Baltimore all the way last week. So I could see them regressing a little bit this week. They're going all the way to, you know, going to Arizona and Arizona does play pretty good at home. Um, So I could see Arizona covering the spread, but probably not winning. Yeah, right. Uh, You know, like you said, it's a high point. I mean, you're right. Uh, Baltimore last week was against Detroit. We took Baltimore. Uh, That was the easiest cover in the history of the NFL. I mean, you know, what did they win? 32 to 6 or whatever it was. 32. I don't know what the final score was. It was really fun. The game was pretty much over at the half. Uh, it was a great spot for uh, you know everybody. Again, another example of the public being all over Detroit. Only the wise guys were on Baltimore. Uh, you know, uh, so you're right. I could see Baltimore still winning, but 
certainly Arizona. But Arizona is not going to upset the Ravens uh, on the road. I don't I don't foresee that happening. But I do see them uh, covering that point spread. And eight and a half is sort of you know sort of attractive just because you know they can. I'm surprised honestly the number's not higher than that. Uh, I kind of thought it would be higher too, but I still feel like eight and a half is still a. I still think they could cover on that. Yeah, you know, Arizona could still lose by a touchdown, so uh, uh, definitely uh, would lean that one. But don't have enough uh, courage or confidence in Arizona to actually cover no. that number. So we're, we're going to be fun to watch. We're going to pass on that one. Uh, now, this was the one that uh, had sort of the biggest discrepancy. This is the one that's attractive, uh, you know, at Snoqualmie. So Cincinnati Bengals are at the San Francisco 49ers. 49ers are a home favorite at a minus three and a half at Snoqualmie Casino. That line we have it at a minus six so the uh, Bengals would be a plus six on the road uh so what do you think about that one well I definitely like you know I I just we're getting it's like a gift we're getting those extra points that extra value that we that I definitely think for Snoqualmie we should take the Cincinnati Bengals at a, a plus six at a you know at the at this Westgate what do they have it at a minus three and a half for San Francisco I I don't want to take I don't want to take that at a minus three and a half, I could see, I mean, so, you know, you, so we could sort of middle it, uh, not really a middle it, but we could take both sides. We could take, <laughs> well, cause San Francisco, do you really think San Francisco is going to lose another game again, yeah. especially at home? Yeah. They already lost two in a row, right? Mm-hmm. They lost to the Bengal, uh, the Browns on the road and lost to the Vikings on the road. Now they're back at home. They can't be too happy about that. Uh, I you mean, know. it is a short week. Um, I don't know if I would take the minus three and a half on any of the contest but at Snoqualmie I would definitely take that Cincinnati plus six I think we should I think we should do it I mean Cincinnati did play pretty pretty good I mean I wasn't impressed with them at the beginning of the season of course with Joe Burrow's injury and all that so but it does seem like he he could be up to 100%. Well, he had, a, they had a they had a bye week last week too, so he had an extra week to heal up his calf, right? So he, you know, uh, more time to heal uh, for the whole him and the whole team. Uh, I think that that is sort of a you know getting him at a plus six is kind of a gift. I, I think you're right. Yeah, we just got it. We got to do it. We just have to have. <laughs> we did that a couple weeks. Uh, the when we or the week we went one and four, the same thing. We had the 49ers uh, at the Browns at a minus four and a half, thinking it was a present, right? <laughs> it was just a gift because they're you know. Because they line ended up being like a minus nine or a ten, so we're thinking we're getting this huge, you know, best of the number, and then they have still end up losing outright. Um, but this is sort of the similar thing, but just in the reverse order that you know, we're you know we're excited about those extra points, which I do agree. I think is Joe Burrow getting six points. I think that even on the road, I think that is a pretty good bet. We'll have uh, to look at a little bit at what the future games are for Cincinnati and and the 49ers next week. I think I did look at. I think I did look at that to see if there were any other division games next week that they would be looking ahead for, but we'll 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 contemplate that too. But I the, yeah, the so plus since, six so is Cincinnati fun. plays at home against Buffalo next week. Right, oh. so, so they go from 49ers to Buffalo. So no really look ahead spot. You're Not playing, really, but that's still you're playing two tough teams back to back, and then for uh, the 49ers, they're playing at Jacksonville. So they go back on mm. the road. So if you think about that, two road games, home, back to the West Coast, and then all the way back to uh, to the to the East Coast in Florida. Um, that's not a good travel you know, travel schedule for the uh, 49ers. Um, I think we're going to end up probably being on the Jacksonville Jaguars next week against the 49ers as well. I'm really curious to see what that point spread comes out. Uh, so I think we're leaning, uh, at least at Snoqualmie Casino, we're leaning towards uh, the Bengals 
Uh, at a plus and, six. At a plus six, mm-hmm. and then leaving San Francisco yeah. uh, alone Completely on this alone. one. Uh, I don't like it really at a, a three and a, a minus three and a half. Uh, we already talked about the Chargers, uh, the uh, uh, the Bears and the Chargers. I'm just going down a sheet here, and I went out of order for a second. Last game on the board is the Raiders, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders at the Detroit Lions. Lions are a home favorite at a minus eight and a half. So that's a Monday primetime game, which are always fun. And just like Thursdays, anything can happen. But I still definitely am leaning towards Detroit after that that loss that they had to Baltimore last week. Uh, um, epi- epic loss. I know. Um, that's like old school Detroit when they used to lose all the time. <laughs> uh, you know, they haven't gotten blown out like that in a couple of years. Uh, that was an embarrassing one. Uh, you know they're going to come back with their hair on fire. Mm-hmm. Um, at I, home. Yeah, on, at on home. Monday night. Yeah, yeah. They're going to try to bounce back heavy. Um, honestly, I think that is, uh, I know all the teasers this week are going to have Detroit uh, in every single teaser, you know, uh, and rightly so. Um, I don't think Vegas stands too much of a chance in this one. I, I think we're both uh, confidently on Detroit on this one. Even though it's a good number, uh, it's not up to 10, right? Uh, it's under under 10 on both. We have it at an eight and a half and, and nine. an eight. Yeah, it's under nine, which is cool. Do you yeah. know, um, does Detroit, they play in a dome, right? Yeah, they're, you know, you know, Ford Field, whatever is in, okay, in, so inside. Weather wouldn't affect that i mean detroit you know it makes sense to have a dome in detroit because <laughs> detroit has you know i know this is one where it's total shock bet 97 percent of the bets are on uh on uh on detroit 95 percent of the money oh, is wow. on detroit uh now <laughs> now this is where this is where it's interesting three percent of the bets are on the raiders five percent of the money is on the raiders so just a slight bit more of the money coming on the raiders um, that usually is indicating of wise guy money. Um, you know, not a lot of it, um, but a little bit of it coming in on the on the Raiders. Which at that point spread, you can never go wrong betting yeah, a point spread like that. You know, when you're when you're uh, taking the points. Uh, but I just think that it's going to be a great bounce back spot for Detroit. Uh, you know, uh, Dan Campbell's going to have that team motivated. Uh, and, uh, you know, Jared Goff plays very well at home in the dome. Uh, he does not play that well outside and on the road. Uh, so I think they're going to get back into form. And, um, you know, even though that's a total shock bet, I'm, you know, I think that it's a good one. Uh, so, uh, so speaking uh, of weather, any of these games you see, like, what about that one, you know, in for Washington, do you know anything about the weather there for the commanders? Yeah, that's one thing. Uh, so today's Thursday. We usually put in our picks by Friday, uh, Friday afternoon. Uh, so I have not checked the weather report yet. So that's one thing that we'll definitely I know have to Seattle, do. Seattle, because we live here and I look at the weather all the time. It's going to be cold, but it shouldn't be rainy at all. But it's going to be cold and actually probably a little sunny because we're kind of getting a little bit of a cold spell here Um you know, end of, end of October. But even right now, I, this morning, it was in the high 30s. What is it now? Thirty. It's thirty-eight degrees out, so I know we're kind of having a cold week, which shouldn't be a big deal for um, you know for the Browns coming yeah. over because I shouldn't be. I don't even think there's going to be any wind. I think it'll just be cold and maybe sunny, which will yeah. be beautiful as long as it's not cold and wet. Yeah, I remember when or I was windy. In, I remember when I was in high school when I was playing uh, high school football my junior year. Uh, that year, we actually won the state championship my junior year in Wisconsin. We were the best team in the state that year, which was still. Uh, you know, <laughs> oh my per- God. Yeah, I got to talk about high school football. Uh, you know, uh, uh, I mean, hey, it was a big accomplishment. We were the we got to play at Camp Randall where the Badgers play, and you know, we beat the, this uh, over uh, this overwhelming favorite called Kenosha Tremper. Uh, just one of those memories you never really forget. Uh, anyways, uh, that uh, that year uh, it was October thirty first. A Halloween game we played uh, in our hometown, and uh, I grew up in a town called Superior, Wisconsin. 
and we played a team from uh, North Dakota called Fargo South, which in North Dakota, they're like this huge powerhouse football team. And it was a kind of like freezing rain sleet uh, with some wind. It was uh, now granted, I've been through 30 below temperatures, uh, you know, um, living there over the years. And that has to be probably the, you know, st- uh, I didn't play my junior year, right? I think I played some special teams, you know, maybe punt return, kick return, whatever. Uh, it was the coldest I think I've ever been in my entire life. We were all of us that were on the sidelines. We were wet. I'm literally standing in like, you know, four inches of water. So our feet were all wet and just standing there in cold, freezing rain. It was terrible uh it was i still remember on how you know <laughs> we end up losing 22 to nothing which sounds like we got beat really bad but the uh the team even said like we gave them one of the toughest uh you know toughest uh you know uh games they've had all season or whatever and what and they still beat us 22 to nothing but uh and it, there was like a last you know last uh, fourth quarter touchdown so it was actually a lot closer than that but i don't think I've, we all got back to the school uh you know and you got in the shower and we were all in the shower you know um, just to try to warm up for like you know 45 minutes because it was just so freezing cold uh you know and we used to play hockey outside literally when it was 15 below but that never seemed as bad as playing in that one game of freezing rain so uh, we'll definitely check the weather report before we look at some of these it looks like green bay we have to check the weather uh what else do we say washington oh, commanders yeah uh, commanders for sure uh seattle we already sort of know um they're just right down the road pittsburgh uh, uh possibly pittsburgh you know, that's about it uh and i haven't seen any weather reports of anything uh being significant but we'll definitely check so i don't think we'll have to check la chargers <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah or arizona they play indoors anyways yeah right there's a few that don't have to check yeah carolina you don't have to check that one unless there's a hurricane a, a hurricane or something uh but yeah so uh, i think we should be good on that uh so uh good luck everybody on week eight hopefully you have uh, uh you have some uh, good bets and you do some damage uh, any last comments Nope, I think this is great. All right, we'll see you next. Oh, we'll see you next week, week nine. Oh, good luck. Take care. Bye bye.